Welcome to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one goddamn minute at a time. I'm Nick Menes in the news. I'm Scott Corelli. And I am Chris O'Connor. Uh, so today... We are back. starting with minute 20. Nine. Nine. 29. Which begins with uh, Doc Brown noticing just in the nick of time that he didn't bring enough fuel for the trip back. Uh, That's not where the minute starts, Nick. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. No, no the minute starts with no. Marty asking Doc to look him up in the future. Yeah, that's important, dude. <laughs> and then ends with uh, Marty McFly almost saying a naughty word. Um, yeah, the Libyans spot Doc and Marty and start driving towards them, um, saying something in what language do they speak? Uh uh, in Libya? Libya? I don't know. Li- Lebanese? I don't know. Uh, nice. Don't Good pun. <laughs> Libya, Libya language. I'm going to look this up. Um, Arabic. Oh, it's just Arabic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I wanted you to were say afraid. that. We were all want... afraid to say I didn't Arabic. want to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those right. things. <laughs> this is their primary language. Um, uh, specifically, Libyan Arabic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Not um, like we speak American English. Right, right, yeah, totally. They probably um, don't have as many U's. So, I, I just, I love how nervous Doc is. Like, just that that palpable sense of nervousness of just like, oh, I'm about to ask out the the cutest girl in school. Oh no, <laughs> like I. He, it's so cute. <laughs> he seems to me. I, I I don't I don't think it's so much nervousness. I think you know this is the this is the culmination of of thirty years of thirty plus years of his life. I think he's he's really he's really excited. He's happy. He's proud. I mean, like there's a little trepidation about going well, I, into the future, but I think he's very earnestly excited. I well, yeah. There's definitely. I mean, you're 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 not you're you know when you ask out the 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 girl that you've been crushing on for a while you're you're gonna be nervous but you're also really excited but so like that's that's just it just feels like i don't know he just he's yeah he's just so earnest about it and but he's like he's like that it's that move where when he starts out the uh the the thing and he's, he, he brings the going door up and it, yeah and he's and he like kind of does that thing with his with his neck where he's just like, and he's like, it's also and very, he like kind of like smiles, and it's, it's just like, oh, here we go, this is happening. It's also very um, self-important, very grandiose. Like he's like, people are going to be watching this in their classrooms in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Or or in the past, because now he has a time machine. So. <laughs> what do we want? <laughs> time travel. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. <laughs> exactly. Um. So then Doc remembers the plutonium. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, oh, what an idiot I am. Yeah, what a, oh, jeez. I almost <laughs> forgot my luggage again. What was I thinking? Oh, but, mean... you know, like, he'll be able to just get plutonium whenever he wants in, in 2010. Yeah, in right? 2010, it should just be available in any corner store, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's when Einie barks. And Einie. I, oh, Einie has the cutest. It's just so cute. He has he has his, his own, own little, little radioactive suit, radiation suit, but it doesn't protect him at all. <laughs> it doesn't. 
It doesn't cover up his face. It's, just it's so like weird. a radioactive tank top. Oh, like, I don't you know, know, it's better than nothing. It is. It is better than nothing. Um, but it's. It's still. Well, he's in the. He's in the car. Einstein's okay. Einstein's okay. Yeah. Einstein's not going to die terribly of, of radiation poisoning. Yeah. I hope. He does. He does really, not like really the Libyans, though. No. No. He, he knew they were the coming. He could. He could smell that Volkswagen van coming a mile away. Yeah. Um, it was actually in this minute that I realized what Doc was going to do because I realized that he wasn't taking Aini with him. And I was like, why wouldn't he take Aini with him? I was like, I guess Marty's going to watch him or something. And then it just occurred to me like, oh, he no, just he come would just back. come. Yeah, he would just come right back. Yeah. Like Marty wouldn't even notice that he was gone and he could have been gone for like three weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> when do we want it? It's irrelevant. Right. And he can just come right back. He could do all of his traveling in that night and just keep popping back. And he'd be like, Marty, I just spent five years in the 22nd century. And Marty will be like, I need to take a bathroom break. We're running just out of time. a tape. montage of the case of plutonium getting lighter and lighter. <laughs> as a great the, montage. As the, as the night goes on. Oh, man. Uh, um, there's, there's like one point that kind of bugs me. We were just talking about uh, in, in a previous episode about pro- production design is – I'm colorblind, so maybe it's something that I'm just not seeing, but is all the frost and ice off of the car? Is yeah. it already completely thawed? Yeah, it was it was it was almost completely thawed like a couple of minutes ago. Huh. That um when when uh when Doc got up to talk about uh uh old man Peabody. Hmm. And in yeah. the background, you could still see some of the ice, but it was mostly melted off. Well, I guess if they're in Southern California, even in October, it's probably like 80 degrees or something. Right. And there was all that time between uh, oh. when it first came back and they went and put on their radiation suits. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, it, for us, it has only been a minute, but the magic of filmmaking is time travel and blah, right. blah, blah. They had to put Einstein's radiation suit on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so it it's had some time to thaw off, although yeah, man, I, you know, like apparently, like DeLoreans being bad cars anyway. I wonder like how how bad the damage would be from the massive, drastic change in temperature of time travel supercooling and then being eighty degrees. That that seems like I eventually that would cause problems for the DeLorean. I feel like it would, unless he went and and rebuilt every, like all the internal mechanisms of the DeLorean and just kept the body. Uh, maybe the, the stainless steel frame some of that fine uh von braun craftsmanship yeah nick are you still alive yeah no i was listening to you guys okay <laughs> i talk a lot <laughs> i feel like we've gone through the whole minute and not really said anything <laughs> we haven't there's still a lot of important parts of minute to, to talk about yeah i mean like uh, i can't believe it found me oh. <laughs> My my Doc Brown's not very good. I shouldn't do that. Just just immediately, he, the VW bus. It's like, oh, that's obviously that is a, a terrorist vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Hippies, either that or, or or like you know, three kids and a dog are gonna get out. I just I just love it's just like oh the Libyans, it's them and they're driving around in oh a German God. vehicle. You know, I I never noticed this before, but Doc Brown is definitely the sort of person who would be a bad guy in a Scooby Doo episode. Oh yeah. Old Doc Brown. Yeah. He was trying to trick people into giving him money for his ridiculous invention. <laughs> or he's like the one kind of adult that can understand Scooby. Oh, yeah, true. He would. He definitely would. 
Hmm. But yeah, um, the the ominous lights of the VW Vanagon. <laughs> I like they were just driving around without the lights on. Yeah, that's not safe. I like the idea that the Libyans were were driving around doing that um that uh that gang game where they where they <laughs> where if you flash your lights at them they chase you down. Yeah, and then they they seriously mess you up. They yeah. are they are not joking around. No, as we'll find out in the next minute. <laughs> we will. It's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's super um, bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Doc, let's just run for it, Marty. Run for where? <laughs> Doc is like, I mean, Marty is just like, oh, his face. This is this is a bad experience. He's like, oh, oh, things got really heavy. I don't know. I don't know. They, this found, is not me. Radical. they found me. See, this is this is the part in the in the movie where Nick and I's theories on the fact that Doc actually left the country and went to Libya come from because he's so perplexed and surprised that they found him. Uh-huh. He had to have gone to Libya. Like they had to come there. I yeah. feel like I was going to say, like, I always think that he recognizes that van. Hmm. Eh, maybe. I mean, presumably they stole the plutonium somewhere in the United States. Oh yeah. In the newscast, wasn't it stolen like re- locally? Wasn't it right. like because it was a local news report, and that case of plutonium has been missing from the local power plant. Ooh. Yeah, North North Pacific something something. I yeah, forget. so it so it was a local it was a, it was a local robbery, um, and I mean he was only gone for like what a week, uh, two the, weeks I think two weeks. Okay, um, I mean in eighty five, I don't know how I don't know what it was like to travel to to try to travel to the terrorist state of Libya in nineteen eighty five. But that probably wasn't super easy. But then neither was stealing plutonium, and they did it. Mm. Yeah, a lot of red flags. I feel like would go. This up. is a this this uh, it's it's straining cre- credibility. I don't I don't know. I just don't think that they they can't be local. Like they can't be from Hill Valley. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They've got to be. They've it's just they've got to be. But, di- maybe San Francisco. I feel like San Francisco in the eighties would have a lot of terrorist cells. I don't know might, why. It might. It might. It would definitely be a place. You know, all those coastal cities are, are where you know people come in and go. Um, but you know, nowadays it's it's a lot easier. Like I can I could if I wanted I could hop onto Twitter and I could tweet at ISIS. I mean, I don't want to, but I could. It's really super easy to actually contact terrorists. But in 1985, what the hell would Doc Brown actually do to get in touch with a terrorist cell looking for plutonium? Um, well, I think they found him. I think they found him and he was just And he just use realized his... this was a, a, an opportunity, maybe? Right. That's what I think. Because um, that Back to the Future comic came out that's like written by Bob Gale. Mm-hmm. And in it, it turns out that uh, Doc is courted to become part of the Manhattan experiment. Oh, Wait. yeah. And so I feel like he would be he would be pretty well known in certain circles mm-hmm. as a guy who's involved with this sort of that thing. sort of stuff. So somebody would have found out about the old project and be like, "Hey, this guy's name." We we realize he has some money troubles because it's well established in the local papers that you know, right. he lost the family fortune. Maybe he needs some money. Let's hit him up. Right. Which is why when you get a security clearance, they want to know if you're having money troubles. Anyway, um, yeah, ominous VW van. Yeah. Also, I the terrorist not super smart because I feel like 
you you have your headlights out because you don't want any you don't want anyone to see you coming. Yeah. So why would they put them on that far away? Yeah, they wouldn't. That kind of defeats the purpose. I mean, they. It, why they're actually it? coming off of a less lit road into a more well lit parking lot where you don't actually need your headlights. And and if they were driving around town with their lights off the whole time, they were running a greater risk of being noticed by the cops and then pulled over and having a firefight. Then yeah. when they pulled into the parking lot, there's no reason to turn your lights on. There's no. absolutely no reason. There's every reason to turn them off as Yeah, a it's like you should have driven around town with your lights on like a normal person. And draw no attention. And then when you get to the parking lot, which you apparently know he's at, how? I don't know, but you do. And when you get there, then turn them off and hope that they don't see you under all the lights that are there in the parking lot. Yeah. Oi. Dumb uh, terrorists. I wanna, which okay, I we're wa- about to see. They're actually not very good. No. They, they also have uh, not great equipment. Um, I... I want to see. I wonder how they got this VW bus. <laughs> Maybe they killed three kids in a dock. <laughs> oh God! Take the van. Row. Could you imagine? It's just like it's like the third act of a Scooby Doo episode. They're like, we'll pull off your mask to reveal Libyan terrorists. And then they get shot, and it's sad. And then they steal their car. <laughs> like they were trying to overthrow Gaddafi by obtaining nuclear weapons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh god! I feel bad about that. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like Scooby Doo and uh, Scooby Doo and Einstein would get along. I think they'd they be buds. And I, I think I think the, uh, the the mystery machine that team. I think they would. They would, they would like Doc Brown and Marty. Uh, can we talk about my new OTP, Marty and Daphne? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That'd be so good. That would be, be pretty great. And, and like, yeah, Marty and Daphne would definitely be a thing. Yeah. And, and then Doc Doc would fall in love with Velma, but know that he's she's out of really his age range. So then he would take the time machine and travel and into the like, future. And be like, hey, younger self. No, no. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. And meet her older self. All right. More age-appropriate Velma. That would be really good. Oh, it's. Like... I don't know. They could have kind of like a Carrie Mulligan, Peter Sarsgaard thing going on. Yeah. Maybe. Still, age appropriateness would be good. Yeah, let's let's. I mean, let's Velma's some... Velma's what? Like nineteen. Yeah, 20. nineteen maybe. Tops. Yeah, just let's in most that. in most things, movies. In most, in most iterations, Velma is like young college age. Yeah, yeah. It, it, at best, at worst, m- like middle school, high school. <laughs> yeah, because in some shows talk about they're, they're explicitly Scooby-Doo. in high school, right? Yeah. In some schools, like or in some some, uh, they're like middle school or younger. Like, what? How old were they in Pup Named Scooby Doo? Oh, like, like they three? were, they were yeah. <laughs> like no, three. They were three. They were they were in school. They were just in like middle school or or like sixth grade. Remember yeah. how they weirdly had a bully in Pup Named Scooby Doo? Yeah, that was weird, and he was very Biff Tannen. Yeah, his, yeah. Na- his name was Red and, Herring. Uh, yeah, Red, Red Herring. Herring. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Fred was always like, it's Red Herring! And, no, it's not. He's just <laughs> Also, I remember a pup named Scooby-Doo, Fred had this really weird kind of like was... conservative buzz cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that weird. That was really weird. 
Yeah. That was a very that was a very 80s show. I remember that as a kid and it was I think it was on around the same time as the Back to the Future cartoon. Yeah, early 90s. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. That yeah, when it was like so early 90s, everything was still very much like the cool stuff from the 80s that right. like our, our our older peers, like high school kids were done with and like right. the young kids were like this is radical. Right. It was all it was like it was like back and, and there were so many shows based on movies. Like Oh yeah. There was the Back to the Future cartoon, and then there was like the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yep, that was so good. Yeah, oh, Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters so cartoon, or the real Ghostbusters, the actual Ghostbusters, not yeah. that garbage, <laughs> that other garbage. Ugh. The yeah. one with Slimer, and you know the characters that actually are the Ghostbusters. That was not great. the not the talking gorilla, not the next generation. Ugh. Wait, what? Oh, Extreme Ghostbusters, whatever that it was, was called. Yeah, that was that was late '90s. No, we're I'm talking about Ghostbusters, the one from the from the '60s 80s. or oh, was it from the '80s? Oh no, the the you mean the the one with the talking gorilla? Yeah, the one with the talking gorilla. That was at the same. That was like at the same time. It was like a like they had tri- uh, How did I remember watching like a thing about it? It it, it it like the cartoon came out just before you know the the movie tie-in cartoon. Like, they had somehow gotten their hands on the name and were able to use it. Uh, like, Ghostbusters hadn't been properly trademarked or copyrighted. And these guys are mm. like, we have this dumb cartoon. Let's just call it Ghostbusters because we can. And, like, the other Ghostbusters wasn't able to stop them. It was the weirdest Monsters. thing. It, like wasn't, it, wa- it was very much, like, concurrent. It was at the same time. And they Ugh. used that name because they knew they could buy off of it. Yeah. It was, it's, like, it's like that time it Michael Jackson garbage. bought all the Beatles songs. Yeah, it was very much like that. Michael Jackson, <laughs> you bad person. Yeah, bad person. Um, yeah, it, also, sense. Muppet Babies. That was around that time, too. Oh, yeah, Muppet Babies. Yeah. Muppet Babies was also good. Yeah. yeah that was a, that was a, what, a, what a strange time for cartoons. Like, no, not really any original IP at the time. No, yeah. I can't... <laughs> I actually, I, yeah, I'm having trouble thinking of cartoons from the 80s that were, like original to themselves because like even the stuff that was kind of like original to itself was to sell toys it right. wasn't like there were no cartoons for cartoon's sake it was like to sell toys or to sell toys based on this movie that already happened right. i have a question what? yeah darkwing duck yeah technically original ip or not yeah technically original. yeah but i mean it's, because it's not it was ba- like they created the character there wasn't like a darkwing duck character before kind of like scrooge mcduck right right it was a yeah. spinoff yeah, but it was, but it span off of uh, Ducktales. Ducktales, right? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He had you like know, launch pad. The and... weirdest thing happened. Like uh, recently, I went to a friend's place, and and they have two daughters. They have a a, a four year old and a two year old, and um, you know, like we we showed up at like six, so like it wasn't quite bedtime. They'd just eaten, and they're like doing something to keep these little little bitty kids that are completely of the twenty first century, you know, grown up with iPads and iPhones, and and um, and they're like, hey, what do you guys want to do before bedtime? And they're like, we want to watch Ducktales. And I'm like, oh, is there a new Ducktales on or something? Nope. You just pop onto YouTube and pull up like they pulled up that episode of Ducktales with the mummy, where they think that like Donald is like the reincarnation of a past pharaoh. And I was like. I distinctly remember this episode when I was yeah. like six or seven. This yeah. is a great episode, and we just remember sat there when DuckTales got a them. movie. Yes, and that movie was good. Yeah, Secret of the Lost Lamp, right? And I, oh, it's one of those things that you kind of don't think about, like, but that that was a good movie. Yeah, uh, with Christopher Lloyd. Oh yeah! Really? Yeah, he was the evil like genie. 
Wow, it all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. So was he doing was he doing a judge voice? Yeah, he was like oh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's amazing how that all came together. What a great <laughs> conversation, guys. It's good like work. We planned that out. Go us. I know. <laughs> good work, everyone. Well executed, podcasters. Well executed. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's uh, God. What a what a what a time to be alive. Go mm, us. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys have any other notes for this minute? Well, no, just just Marty's awfully sweaty. Hmm. He is very sweaty. He was sweater. nervous about the plutonium. Yeah, that and and also those suits are really hot. Yeah, that that too. They don't breathe on no, like no. by design. <laughs> they, they do not. They better. Uh, also, there's few things better than da, like Christopher Lloyd's reading of the line "The Libyans." <laughs> the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I it love is. it. Um uh Nick anything else? No, no. No. Okay. Um all right. Well, uh we'll be back tomorrow for the last minute of the week, minute 30. Oh. Um in the meantime, go to our website backtothefutureminute.com and check out our past episodes, leave comments and all that good stuff. You can email us contact at backtothefutureminute.com. Follow us on Twitter at BTTF minute. Uh, I'm at Scott Corelli, Nick is at Nick M Jimenez. Uh, our Tumblr is bttfminute.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook. Leave us iTunes reviews. We'll give you a shout out if you do. Check out Nick and I's other podcast, Not Writing. Also, our Doctor Who podcast, The Doctor's Companion. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to Geek by Night, our podcast audio drama that uh, we're executive producing together and Chris is starring in. I am, and it is such an honor. Let me tell you, you guys are in for a real treat. January 6th, 2016. Listen to it. Yay! (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Bye.